everything leaves an impression. To be a thing is to impress. Impression happens continuously, accidentally, incidentally, unintentionally. So it is with the foraminifera pressing into the glue that conserves them in Charles Alcock's slides. So it was with the Barrington rhino building an impression in the minerals that formed around its fossilizing remains. That negative impression was far from negating since it preserved the skeleton for thousands of years, only to be discarded a matrix rendered worthless once the fossil had emerged like a butterfly from its geomorphic cocoon. So it was too with whatever imprint existed in the soil surrounding the necklaces from Mount Carmel. But some impressions are made, not left. Craftspeople can replicate an original. For instance, mineral elements can be extracted to create semi-liquid mixtures that are poured into moulds, hardening into plaster casts, the woman and the centaur, or ceramic tableware, the sign language plate. A portrait is a form of replication, such as Alfred Gilbert's sculpture of Queen Victoria. Some replicas are designed to express, to communicate with intent. Phyllis Wager's Remington typewriter made an impression. Its keys hammered through ink ribbon to cover paper with letters that built into words, sentences, and paragraphs, communicating impressions as her notes captured the knowledge of the Inuit or recorded scientific findings. We express ourselves uh, with our own bodies, of course, through the way we clothe and adorn ourselves, like the Igbo spirit mask or the bound and unbound hair of the man from Tatuila. But some expression is unintended. An impression can express messages without consciously intending to. Meaning is in the eye of the beholder. We see the English class system in the clothes of three men in Barrington Quarry. We read resistance in the sign language plate. We hear a high moral tone in the use of classical plaster casts rather than stolen originals. But just as the third law of thermodynamics returns everything to entropy, so material culture moves remorselessly from expression to impression. Without knowledge or inquiry or understanding, there can be no expression. We are left with mute objects that fill the world with empty, undervalued impressions, which is where museums intervene. Their curators mediate and interpret, performing the equivalent to CPR on objects that can be at the point of extinction turning impression into expression.